0: good to be back with you again. I've had something that's just been on my heart and rolling around in my mind for a couple of weeks now, and I really wanted to address address it here with all of you because a couple of weeks ago on my daily radio show with my husband, um, More to Life, on the EWTN radio network, on Sirius XM 130. A caller named Laura called in, and she has just stayed with me in my heart and in my mind for the last couple of weeks. I All of my callers are precious to me, but this one woman, oh my goodness, if I could just be her neighbor, and go and help her out, and give her hugs every day, and help her to know how wonderful she is, I would, I would love to be able to do that. And she certainly deserves it. Um, she's a mom of a 10-month-old little girl who, when she came into the world, had some medical issues. And thanks be to God she's overcome them. But, you know, the first few months with a baby are rough enough, right? But then when you're worried about your baby and you're trying to do all the things, it can really wear you out. And Laura needs to work full time. Her husband needs to work full time. She very briefly mentioned in the course of our conversation that she had some medical issues on her own. I actually had to stop her and ask her about them because they just didn't seem enough to um, stop her in her conversation, and it turns out she's got thyroid issues and hormone issues, which any woman who's ever had trouble with either of those things know that is not something to just skirt over. That's a real and very difficult battle, even in its mildest forms. In addition. To all of that, she has all these appointments for her daughter and all these things that she has to do on top of everything. And she was just saying that she was frustrated and exhausted and not feeling like she was giving her daughter her best. And she was feeling guilty for feeling that way. And I just, oh, my heart just broke for her because the more we talked the more it occurred to me that she was just minimalizing her own medical concerns, her own self in the midst of all of this. And it didn't even occur to her that when her little girl was just four months old, the whole world began a pandemic that we're still trying to cope with right now as we talk. In fact, when I mentioned this to Laura, she just kind of gave a little, oh, that old thing kind of laugh and didn't give it a whole lot of credit. And as I started to point out everything that she has been physically and emotionally going through over the past 19 months, because even though her daughter's 10 months old, her pregnancy began 19 months ago. We realized that she hadn't even had time to emotionally process any of it, never mind physically recover from pregnancy and childbirth. And it really seemed to shock her. As our call went on, I just had to sort of put it on pause for a moment and just stop and tell her how I truly, deeply felt, and I still do. That, that she is a superhero. That far from feeling guilty for needing time to rest and recover and reorient to everything going on in her life and the world right now, she instead should hear that she is amazing. Amazing for coping as well as she has. Amazing for managing to do everything she's doing every day and for also acknowledging that she didn't feel right inside and for pursuing help with that. It was really such a wonderful conversation, and Laura was crying with relief at what she was hearing from my husband, Greg, and I. There were factors in play that she hadn't taken into account And being overwhelmed had caused her to focus solely on what she perceived, wrongly, as her shortcomings. And in the couple of weeks that have gone by since my call with Laura, it's just stuck with me. And I really wanted to talk to you all today because I think we all do something similar to this, don't we? Right now, we are all awash in stressors of many kinds. And we can begin to sense at times that our internal alarm bells are going off. We desperately wanna fix something, just something, so that alarm will stop. So we can have relief and peace, but often, our stressed-out brains decide to fixate on one thing. Just if I could only fix this one thing, change this fill-in-the-blank, whatever it is, then everything else would get better, too. We end up narrowing our perception on some aspect of our lives, ourselves, a relationship with someone the work we do, a cause we care about, something. And often the thing we focus on is just too big for us to deal with in a way that will give us any immediate relief. We say things in our brains like, if I could just... What? What is it for you? Get a different job, lose a large amount of weight, fix all my relationship issues, push the hold button on life and sleep. Until I feel completely refreshed, energized, and all this stress magically just goes away. When we feel overwhelmed by the bigness of our target, we feel more overwhelmed and disempowered. So much so that we don't end up giving any value to the things that we do manage to do. This was the place that Laura found herself in. Like so many of us, especially right now, when things feel threatening and we've lost so much that we took for granted. But as we talked, Laura began to see that she was actually coping far better than she gave herself credit for. She began to open a little space in herself for grace, and self-acknowledgement. We then went on to talk about things that she could do to cope better and feel more empowered. But as the days since that conversation's passed, I've actually had more and more conversations with people in need of these suggestions. So I thought I'd share them here. The first thing I encourage any of us who are feeling similarly to Laura is to give yourself grace. It's really okay if you don't feel right inside right now. There is so much presently that isn't right or normal and it's absolutely appropriate to feel off in some or even many ways You know, we're all grieving the loss of normalcy right now. Some of us are getting back to a little bit more normal, but until we're all there, it's just not going to feel right. But so many of us are not acknowledging it because we don't think we have a right to grieve or we're afraid to look at it. But that also means that when you do manage to do anything that's quote-unquote normal, you actually need to give yourself lots of extra credit points. Instead of just thinking that any everyday stuff you do is ordinary or expected of you, from you, or from your other people in your life, allow yourself to realize that the extra emotional weight that we're all carrying is making everything harder to do. Just acknowledging that can bring some much-needed grace and relief to our hearts and minds. So if you do any of those daily tasks, give yourself credit for it and take a moment to give yourself an emotional high five because you've done it. Even in the midst of all that's wrong right now. This brings me to some of the practical suggestions that we gave to Laura. I hope that they can help you in some way, too. It can be vital when you're struggling in some way to keep a got-done list. Now, I've mentioned this before on a prior podcast, but it bears repeating because it can help so much especially when we're having a hard time giving ourselves any credit. Because to-do lists, while they can be very helpful, for me, necessary, to keep our minds on track, they can often have the side effect of making us feel disempowered when we take a look at it and see that we haven't accomplished everything on them. I know that happens to me. I'll have a list, say, on a Monday morning, and if I haven't gotten everything done by the end of the day, if there are even one or two things left, there's some little gnawing voice in my head that says, Eh, the rest of the stuff you got done, that's nice, but you didn't get it all done. And then I feel disempowered. That can really be de-energizing. But... If I take that to-do list and I keep it running, but next to it on a separate sheet of paper, I keep a got done list. That becomes energizing and empowering as I keep a list of all the things that I do as I've done them. You know, that sounds silly, but if you even keep it on a folded up piece of paper with a small pencil or a pen in your pocket, And you write it down. And not just the big stuff on your to-do list. I'm talking about all those little things we usually think of as distractions from the important stuff. Seriously, this includes things like changing the baby's diaper every time you do it during the day. You'll be amazed at how much you've gotten done when you add all those up. Cleaning up the spilled mess. Comforting your crying child. Spending time on the phone fixing that incorrect charge on your credit card. Making cleaning up lunch. Finding your child's missing shoe. Spending 20 minutes stuck in a phone queue dealing with another hassle. Sorting the mail. You hear what I'm saying? It's all those crazy things that we do during the day that feel like just giant time sucks that keep us from the important things. But when we write them down, especially as moms, when we have to do so much of that kind of stuff, we can see at the end of the day how much we've really accomplished. And then we can give ourselves the credit we deserve. We often, when we do that, have that wow kind of moment. I did that. Good for me. And you know what? Good for you because what we do as moms is normally pretty darn incredible. But right now, when we can't turn on the news without seeing another thing that just shouldn't be happening, well, the extra emotional load is making all of those extra little things we do all day all the more incredible that we get them done. Having a got done list is particularly helpful Because, and I want you to hear this, feelings follow actions, not the other way around, as we often mistakenly believe. Most of us think that when we feel good, or at least start to feel better, that's when we'll get things accomplished. I think this comes from staying home from school on days when we were sick as children, We were trained back then that when we felt well, we could return to normal activities. And this is right and good if we're contagious and need physical time to heal. But it's actually the opposite for our emotions. By getting up and doing something, even something small like brushing our teeth, but then acknowledging and giving ourselves credit for that something, It's like putting fuel in our emotional tank. We begin to feel able to do the next small thing, and then the next, until we look at our got-done list and we realize we're actually accomplishing quite a lot. And then we feel good about it, and we think we just might be able to do it again tomorrow. Those little things add up, and it quiets those voices in our head that says... You can't do it. It's all too much. You'll never get it done. And then we begin to see, I got that done, and that done, and that done. Maybe I can get one more thing done. It's really empowering, so I really encourage you to start that practice. I think you'll be amazed. Another thing we encourage Laura to do is to look at the moments in the day that went well, that she felt good about, and then to think about the things that attended the positive difference. Not what caused the positive difference, but the things that were happening around it that may have supported it in some way. When we examine the little things that attend our better moments, things like What our kids or we have eaten, the amount of rest we've gotten, and what allowed us to get it, how much fresh air or sunshine we've experienced, the atmosphere we've created and experienced in our home environment. So things like, was everything more orderly or more relaxed? Was there happy music playing or was it tranquil? Was... There more light in the room or less. Little things that may have attended those better moments often can then support more better moments when we intentionally begin to put them into place regularly to our advantage. Lastly, we encourage Laura to keep a gratitude journal. Again, This is something that is best done throughout the day in those little moments, just like the got done list, so that you don't have to try to remember everything at the end of the day when you're already too exhausted to write anything down anyway. Write down anything you're grateful for in the moment. Did your child just smile at you? Did your best friend give you a call just to say hi? Did you see something beautiful out your window? Nothing is too small. But, you know what, look especially for the little ways that you've made a positive difference in someone's life. Things like, I made my baby giggle. I held the door open for a stranger, and I could see the twinkle in their eyes. I got my family's clothes clean today. I spent time getting in touch with a friend. Whatever it is, write it in your gratitude journal you will be encouraged and empowered to have that visual record of the ways you've done something positive to bless someone else or those little things that you're grateful for that have blessed you during the day. Lastly, and I have to say most importantly, invite God into the midst of it all. He's not waiting for you to be perfect And then to reveal it all to him in some big, ta-da, moment. Look, God, look what I did for you. And I struggled through it all by myself. Now, he wants to embrace all of you. Every part. Your fears, your insecurities, your desires, your hopes. All of it. And he wants to help. So take some time. Talk to him about it. All. Ask him for his help and for clarity of your way. Just talk to him about it throughout your day. Thank him for your successes. Ask for his guidance and his help as you need it. Just have that ongoing conversation with him and know you don't have to do it alone because he loves you and he doesn't want for you to be alone. Take his grace, his mercy, and extend it to yourself. It's his gift to you. You know, I just have been thinking about her for so many days, and I still believe with all my heart that Laura is an absolute superhero. She just hasn't had the time or energy to recognize it. And if you, dear mom, are... Also struggling to give yourself credit for doing the best you can during these weird, uncertain, life-changing times. Or you know what? Anytime. Here's your written permission slip to give yourself the credit you deserve. To extend yourself the grace. And to begin to enjoy your experience and lighten up on yourself and love yourself, and know God does too. I hope some of this will help. Know that I'm praying, as always, for each and every one of you. If you would like to listen to my conversation with Laura that happened on More to Life, you can go to avemariaradio.net. Go to the podcast section there And click on More to Life, you'll see the picture of my husband and I there. And you can scroll down to August 28th as the show. That's the day that we talked to Laura, and you can listen to that entire podcast. I think that hearing her voice and the experience that she was having will be as moving to you as it was to me. One of the things Laura said is that she's also availing herself of some mental health help at this point to try to get through just the weight she's been carrying around on her heart. And if we can help you with that in any way at CatholicCounselors.com, know that we are here for you. CatholicCounselors.com has been providing telephone counseling service for over 20 years. This isn't just a COVID kind of thing. We've been here for 20 years. All of our counselors are both trained in cutting-edge psychology and licensed and also are faithful Catholics who can help you integrate your faith and your life and to help you make it better. So catholiccounselors.com is the place to find the help you may be hoping for and you don't even have to leave your house to get it. I pray that you are all lightened, that you are all safe and healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today for this confidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.